Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the White Linen Walk podcast. Today we have a guest speaker and I'm really excited for her to share the wisdom that she has with you guys. We did end up doing an exercise before um, we started recording. So she actually spoke at the Proverbs 31 Women Life Group that I have through my church Uh, I host it and everything, and I asked her to come and speak to the young ladies, and it was, honestly, it was a very packed house in my living room, and we had girls sitting on the floor. It was great. It was so fun, Um, but what we did is we ended up coloring these sheets of paper, so each one had a heart on it, and we all got different shades of red. And so we were coloring it, and some of them were outside of the lines, some of them were like squiggles, some of them were circular motion, Um, others were like just, it was all over the place. It was unorganized and just kind of like chaotic. Some of the hearts were filled, like fully colored with um, the crayons, some were empty, some were halfway filled. Uh, But what Angelica is going to be talking about Um, correlates with that exercise of what she had us do and how she walked into her sermon and her teaching. So I hope you guys enjoy hearing her speak as much as I enjoyed having her over at my home. So stay tuned and give it a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to the White Linen Walk podcast. My name is Bree. And our guest speaker today, her name is Angelica Collins. Angelica Collins. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to get into this little sermon that Angelica has for us. What are you going to be talking about today? I'm going to be talking about the value of wisdom and just the wisdom that comes from the word of God should be something that is like a roadmap and it should help us in every season of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily focusing on the wisdom that we need to have in relationships and yeah, um, that's good. going into being someone who is single and seeking marriage or relationship and, and just using God's word word as our standard. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited and it's going to be recorded in the Proverbs 31 woman life group that we're having today. And so it'll just be like a sermon setting and Yeah, you're ready for it. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited too. Let's get into it. So I am going to share about the value of wisdom and how it applies to the instruction that we just did right now. Okay. Even as someone who's married, I really want you to keep your mind and heart open if you're already married, because you're going to get to a different season in life that you're going to need to understand this for your child, for your family, for your husband. Um, but talking to people who aren't, who are not married. And I learned this, that artists, when you're painting a painting or a drawing, or you're doing anything, do you think artists want to go um, left to right, up and down? No. What is it? What, what do they need to do? They need, what is the instruction that usually artists? There's a lot of, it's a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. Like the same way? Yes. Like same, way. same direction, right? To the eye, to the visual eye, if someone sees a painting and someone is just going up and down, left and right, up and down, visually, you're going to see it and it's going to go, that's kind of messy, right? Well, the word of God is given to us so that our life has direction and it has purpose and it it helps with the messiness, right? Mm, Yeah. I'm going to read, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter two. So if you have a Bible and you want to get your Bible out, Bible apps. Proverbs 2, and I'll read it in New King James, but I will also read it in the Passion Translation, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to read this before I share my testimony and share the importance of being in a relationship that is the same color, which is God, which is, you know, you focus on that this is Christ-centered relationship, and you're going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. You, you notice that some of your hearts are covered like... Is this um, Abby's heart, right? It's mostly covered. Can I see yours? Can I yours be an instruction? Her her heart's mostly, you know, covered. 
And one would say, oh, she's being satisfied. Her heart seems like she feels loved in her relationship. Oh yeah, uh, maybe just, maybe colors off a little bit, but she still should be happy and satisfied. The way that God wants us to live our life is first and foremost in love with him and in relationship with him. But secondly, to see our, to see our lives that we want to be going in the same direction with the person that God wants us to marry the same direction. And this is so easy for you to say, well, we kind of are going the same direction, but that is not true. And I'm going to share my story where I allowed things to not, I wasn't making good decisions. And I was in a place where some of you are right now in leadership, walking in, in responsibility, but there's things that you can allow your heart to get flattered where it, all the truth kind of goes out the window. So, but I'm going to read Proverbs first. We're going to see the word because I want everything to go back to the scriptures for you guys. So you guys can always go back and say, okay, this wasn't just this person speaking. The Bible tells us to have wisdom. Why? Because it will help us in our life and it'll help us live a long life and it'll help us avoid relationships that look like they're satisfying you, but they're actually draining and killing you. Okay. They're, and they're draining and killing you from the, from what God has. And a lot of times people can be in a relationship. They're still satisfied. They're still, you know, they're, they're loved. Their things are being met. But do you think they're living to the full potential that God wants for them? Right. It's a choice. I love Life Church and Pastor Mark series because we have choices to make. It doesn't just fall in your lap, right? I wish I, I didn't get married till 31. So my 20s, I was single. I was the 27 dresses Ooh, woman. Yeah. I was in every single, but I was at everybody's wedding. Nice. And they'd get engaged and I'm like, oh man, they're going to call me. I know they're going to call me. <laughs> sure enough. I'm from a yeah, Mexican right family. All your cousins have you in their weddings. Oh, nice. And it would be like, I am Anika, why aren't you married? <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know, you know? So for me, I, I kept my, my, my heart, my mind set on the Lord, and I was in that place of focus um, before I met a specific someone who this whole thing came about. But I'm going to read Proverbs 2. It's called The Value of Wisdom, just starting in verse 1. My son, but I'm going to say it this way, my daughter, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. This is my favorite part. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice. Equ is it equity? Equ equity. Equity and every good path. And then this is, the, this is the stinger right here. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil. From the man who speaks perverse things. For the man who says the right things. For the man that says, oh, this is this. And, and, you know, those words that the world wants us to believe that that's how we should be led. This right here is instructing you right here to deliver you, to give you the discretion that will preserve you and understanding that will keep you from getting into those relationships. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked whose ways are crooked and whose are devious in their paths. And this, in verse 16, it says to deliver you from the immoral woman. But ladies, the enemy wants us to be able, even in our marriages, to have our eyes focused somewhere else and, and break marriages apart. So this right here to us is to deliver you from the immoral man. Because you think about it. If someone says that they're a believer and they love you, oh, I want to marry you, but he is here and you are here spiritually, this is not what you want. You need to be in a position that, because like right here, if I was up here 
do I want this type of person helping me up a mountain when I'm going through a str struggle or trial? Do you think he's going to be able to help me? Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to be helping him. And that is not how God wants it. He does want us to be helping each other. But if he is emotionally, spiritually not strong enough and not walking in his own wisdom, you are not, you are not to be his Holy Spirit exactly. when you're dating yeah. somebody. That's good. You're not supposed to be that. Yeah. You're supposed to be on your path. And he's supposed to be on his path, honoring God first and foremost. And I think a lot of times, even in Christian, in Christianity, in churches, things like this aren't taught. Right. And we're not sharing this publicly to say, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to direct people's lives. But there has to be something that says, look at the Bible. What does Proverbs say? It says he is a shield to you. So the reason why we have shields is to protect us from what? Attacks, mm -hmm. arrows, anything. We are living in a in a place where the, every day the enemy does not want to see you succeed to who God's called you to be. He doesn't want your marriage to succeed. He doesn't want mine to succeed. He doesn't want yours. <laughs> I, I just wanted to notice him because he's like, I'm not going to stay, but you're going to stay. But it's, it's important, right? It's important yeah. for us to yeah. understand that God gives us instructions. Because he says, when wisdom enters your heart and acknowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Mm -hmm. I wish, ladies, that I can stand here and say, discretion preserved me, and I did everything right, and I didn't. And I'm here to just share my heart and for you guys to understand, <coughs> excuse me, that you guys are precious to him. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> let me get some water. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Um, okay, so <clears throat> so in the, the Passion Translation, I don't know if you guys have that. I'm going to look at on my phone. TPT. TPT. Uh, <laughs> it's a toilet paper translation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> my paper. Oh. Um, you have the physical thing. You have the physical you thing? You pass it down the way so I know, like, it doesn't trip. <laughs> <laughs> And stuff so I'm Lauren's retarded. I know. Oh, Josh man, that would like not be crying fun. crying on the inside right now. <laughs> okay, so this translation, it just goes perfect with my three points of my message. But it says, my child, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within, within will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment then pass it on to your sons and daughters. I am here to pass it on to you. I will make a fool and tell you the choices that I made as a believer, as someone who was walking in leadership, as someone who would have, who should have known better. Okay. Yeah. If you allow wisdom to stop being here and you put it aside for something else, it will lead you to a place where you will not have that same protection, that same understanding of God's word and his in his guidance because you're allowing yourself to be polluted <clears throat> okay so so it says yes cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight for if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver searching in her hidden places for treasured cherished treasured then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding for you. I hate it when our emotions are the ones that are dictating to us. It says, well, I think he's okay. I think he loves God. No, 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 no. This is telling you that you have the right to seek it out and that wisdom is a gift from his from your generous God, mm -hmm. would you give a bad gift to your brother or sister? No. Not would you? I like them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but as a parent, you don't want to go, oh, I'm just going to, whatever, here you go. Oh, you know? gosh. You want to give a generous gift. And yeah. that's what he wants to do for you, ladies who are not married. He wants to give you a husband that is going to be a gift to you, mm -hmm. not a burden, that's not good. someone yeah. that you are having to disciple. Not someone you're having to check in and say, are you still saved today? Are you still love Jesus? Are we going to church? Because even in marriages, I've seen that where the wife is the one having to be the spiritual rock. And that, if it's hap if you're already in a marriage like that, God can still bless it because God can change hearts. But that's not what you want to desire. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, it says, for the Lord, verse 7, for the Lord has hidden a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. You are his godly ones, you guys. There, It's accessible to you. You are not without. Because we're without is because we don't ask. We don't seek, right? Right. He beca- I love this part. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what's right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper and fair, and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Mm-hmm. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, boom, mm-hmm. true pleasure enters your soul. Do you know that every day we are tempted with the pleasures of the world and, the, and then the, the pleasures from the Lord, which are contrasts. They're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as, as women, as believers, and even if you're not in a relationship or even desiring that, I'm letting you know that I was at a place that I knew better, but I still allowed the spirit of flattery to allow me to make decisions. And I didn't stop and go, no, no, it doesn't matter how, fla- how amazing, handsome you are. It doesn't matter the words you're saying to me. You don't have a heart. You don't have a heart like I do. You're not going in the same place. Yeah, you may believe you may, you may believe in the Lord, but you're not actually walking it out. Why do I want that? Why am I so easy to give it away? And you have to be able to be in that place that says no. And so I'm going to share my story. And I will also share the three things that I learned from that hard time. Yeah. So that you guys can either share this with someone else. If you We as believers are to keep each other accountable, right? Yep. If you have someone else in your life, like for me in my life, my girlfriend's, didn't know how to say, and Helica, maybe you shouldn't be dating this guy. Because they saw, they seen, oh, she's so happy. How can I tell her? How can I tell her not to do this? Like, she's happy. Like, so I'll, I'll begin with the story. Okay, but there's so much more. This proverb, if you have time to read it on your own, read the proverb. Focus on the proverb. And <laughs> so, for the Lord has a... St- <laughs> Oh, my Lanta. Okay, this is the part that I really wanted to get to because it'll help me. In verse 16, only wisdom can save you from flattery. Okay, can we say it together? Say, only wisdom, only wisdom can save me from flattery. Can save me from flattery. Okay. So, I met, so I was in a wedding. <laughs> I was in a wedding, yeah. At my husband's wedding. Um, big Hispanic wedding, so... And there was someone there that was like talking to my cousin. Hey, I want to, I mean, um, I want to meet your cousin. And that my my other cousins and her husband, my cousin and her husband said, no, she's like the God girl. She loves Jesus, and she, she's not for you, yeah. Sam. You know, <laughs> just stay away from her, Sam. And he's like, no, I want to meet her. I want to meet her. So he kept like. I could see him coming at me and I'd be like dashing him, you know, like, dude, get this guy away from me. Like, what is going on? And uh, finally, like he came and I was, I was outside and uh, I was like, what do you want? And he was just like, hey, what, you know, can we talk? Can we go for a walk? I was like, why? Do you know Jesus? Do you, are you even saved? Because do you know the message, the gospel? I mean, because if you're not, I can tell you right now because I don't want you to go to hell. I mean, I'm literally like like hammering it, right? So he's like, well, yeah, you know, I grew up in that. You know, my grandpa's a pastor. I'm like, really? Well, your grandpa's a pastor, but are you a believer? I mean, you know. So I was in that position. I was taking my stand. No one was going to come around me. I have been waiting, saving myself for for the right one, the the person who was going to lead me. And... All of a sudden, you know, when you've been in that place of singleness, uh, for me, that's where I was for a very long time. <laughs> you don't realize, but that flattery, the spirit of flattery, just is like, was like an arrow. Psh, psh. And I was doing really well until maybe like four days later when he just kept trying and saying those words. And oh, you're just so beautiful. And like, da, 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 da. oh, I want to know more about God. I was like, oh, you want to know about, more about God? <laughs> That is not your place, lady. If you are if you are being pursued by someone who wants you to teach them about God, I'm just telling you right now, step back and say, no, okay, lead them to the right, go to life church, get in, get involved, get plugged in. But that is not, that should not be your role. Right. Like get them hooked up with, get them hooked guy, up, you know? Like so fast forward, I chose to get in a relationship with this person 
He was going to church, but I was the one like, are you going to come? Are you coming this Sunday? Are you coming? Again, I was being his, his keeper, you know, instead of him having the desire. When you are attracted to someone, make sure you're watching his character and seeing, is he in love with the Lord for himself? Mm-hmm. His character, what you see before you get a ring on your finger is what is going to affect your marriage for the rest of your guys' lives. Mm-hmm. So... Fast forward, I mean, this, this story can take forever, so I'm just going to kind of jump. We got in a relationship. Again, I was in leadership. I was in, in these positions of leadership, leading young adults, leading like you guys right now. Yeah. And people are watching me. But Angelica's happy. No one's saying anything. She's happy. She's happy. No. But, but I wasn't really. Because when you have to be the person who keeps going to the, the man who adores you and loves you to say, are you, do you still loving Jesus? Like, what's going on? That shouldn't be the case. Ladies, the man that you should want to pursue and let pursue you is someone who is so focused on Christ and is, his heart is so focused on the love of Christ that that is going to fill you and that is going to be where he's the, the reserve that he's going to pour into you. If a person doesn't have that, Sam didn't have that. Sam didn't have that to pour into me. What was I expecting? Yeah. You know, what the flattery was only going to go so far. So fast forward, it was just really hard. I started to kind of let relationships go. I started to not, I was willing to leave my church. Can you imagine like leaving life church because of a relationship that wasn't the right, like you, like an example, someone who's in leadership and you see someone come and swoop you and come on, Lauren, let's leave life church. And you allow that. And people, you know, we can laugh, but it happens. And we can say, well, why would they ever do that? I'm going to tell you why. They didn't have someone in their life that could be so bold and truthful with them. You You have to have someone in your life that is not afraid to hurt your feelings. That is the first point. Please make sure you have people in your life that are older than you. I'm 42. So someone who's in your age, I have no problem telling you the truth. If you are doing something that I feel like it's going to hurt your marriage, I'd be like, girl, I may not know you very well, but that is not okay. I give you full permission to be that person. I will do it. And at that time, so when I got in this relationship, I was the leader. And all my peers, I didn't have someone that was really willing to stand against what I was doing. You're like, well, she's happy. Instead of saying dude, that's not right. He's not truly, he's not in the same place you are. You guys are not equally yoked. Why are you doing this? Why are you hanging out with him? It's corrupting you. Straight facts. Straight facts. You in this room right now, you are accountable to be that person for someone else. So if you're in your twenties, people who are 15, you should be looking in their life. If you're in your thirties, you're, you know, you're looking at someone's in their twenties or whatever. Go on. I'm 42. So it's, I have people in my life that are 70 years old, 60 years old, 50 years old that speak into me and I can, they don't, they know they have that place. So first make sure you have someone, if you are seeking a relationship out and you don't know if it's God, okay, make sure you have people in your life that can tell you the hard facts and that you will listen. Mm-hmm. Second, you are not led by a spirit of flattery Do not make a decision to date someone because you have been flattered. Okay. That would have saved me if I would have stopped and said, "Is are his words really, are they like life? Because they're coming from a place where he's mature and from a godly perspective. No, they, they weren't. He was a man who was attracted to something and he wanted something. And it happens all the time. It happens in the church. And unless we have accountability, how are we going to help each other? Right? Yeah. So I, so we, we shared this story at dinner so she heard me telling my story and she's like, can you come to my group? <laughs> um, because I said, sure, if I can help one person to not go in that same direction and waste that year of your life. Psh, yeah. Thank God that he can take that mess and make it a message right. and take the testimony and I can share it. And I, I, I'm excited to one day be able to share this with my daughters when they're that age to say, hey, mommy did this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't helpful. And I'm so thankful I waited for daddy, you know? So 
But first, okay, don't uh, make sure you have someone over you who can tell you the hard, honest truth. Uh, make sure you're not led by a spirit of flattery. Again, that's what we talked about in here. It talked about in Proverbs 2. Um, only wisdom can save you from flattery of the pro promiscuous man because they're out there, even in the church. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you have to know the word for yourself. You have to know the word for yourself. You have to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord for yourself because he is not going to, even when you're married, I'm married to a godly man and Dustin is not my, my anchor. Jesus is my anchor because Dustin's a man. Yeah. But Dustin, I know, can help pull me. If I was falling back, I know spiritually he is strong enough to take me. I was the one carrying Sam on my back. And I was the one making sure that he wanted to go to church. And that gets exhausting after a while. Because then you're like a babysitter yeah. instead of um, in a relationship. A relationship should be going two ways, right? Yeah. Your heart, though. So if I was taking Bree's heart, like, this is me trying to justify to my leadership and to the friends and my family. And my, and my family was happy because they were like, she has never really had a boyfriend, but they could see the messiness and outside the lines. And like, like they're kind of happy, but they're not. Because right. it's like your parents, they want the best for you, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They don't want you to settle. Just because of age, I yeah, think people don't settle. settle. Don't settle. They say, oh, I'm getting too old. Good. It's like, I didn't get married to 31 and have my first baby at 34 and I praise God for that, yeah, but it, so it took something like this to make me appreciate that. Yeah. So the third point that I want to make, if you're ever in a situation that there's a relationship that you're in, that you've decided to, or you want to, or someone's come to you, Hey girl, you want to start talking? And like, yeah, we're both on the same page. We love God. We love Jesus. We both go to Friday night, like church group. That doesn't make any difference. You have to monitor someone's life and watch them and have people in your life that are have their eyeballs too. Because if you're just looking with your own eyes, that flattery is all up in those eyes. You just don't, you can't even make the right decision. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's so, so amazing. <laughs> he's so strong. Oh right? So the third point is that if you desire to be in a relationship with someone, I pray that you would tell that person, hey, can we have... 30 days and we pray about it. And that person's probably going to say, if it's not from God, a month, yeah. 30 yeah. days. <laughs> but think about it. If I would have, if I would have had this advice for myself, I would have at week two been like in Spanish. We say, tonta. my, my, my mom would be like, you're such a, you know, it's like, boom, like, why would you even want that? Because as those, those weeks and days went by, wasn't as attractive anymore oh, as that beginning. Yeah. Because you start to see the reality of what's really underneath. And you're like, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. But I'm fighting so hard to keep this. And I, oh, no, I'm going to just stay committed. I'm just going to stay committed to this man. And even though, like, he's not, like, where he's at, he can be. And I'm just, like, speaking life. I speak life over Sam's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm trying to step in a position. That's not my position. That I was never meant to be put there to help spiritually raise them up. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a relationship right now, I really want you to see it from that perspective. Do you think it's, you're helping? Do you think you're going to, is, if that's how it is now, how is it going to be? If he is not being led and have that drive himself, right? Yeah. So it started going downhill and it just, and finally I get this text and it's like, now like I think we need to break up. And I'm thinking, I have laid everything in my life down for you. I have, I have given it all. I've lost relationships. I've laid it down. Why? Why? You know when you're like holding on to the worst thing that's for you, but you're still holding on to it? And God's like, dude, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. But you don't want to let it go. Right? And so finally, you know, I let it go. And I was just so hurt. Rejection, just the spirit of rejection. Just the devil's coming in. See, you're not pretty enough. You know, you're probably just this, that, that. And in my, um, in my sleep, I had a nightmare I, in my dream. I had a night, it was a nightmare. It wasn't a dream. And 
I'm in this dream and it's me married to this man, Sam, and I have two kids and I'm raising two kids in a divided home. And I, it's just, it's horrible. I, 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 the only thing I can remember, it was black and gray. It was cold always. So I'm in this dream and I wake up from it and I'm crying in my sleep. And it's like God knew the only thing that was going to get me out of bed and stop the depression and sadness was to bring reality. So I seen these raising kids in a divided home where daddy wasn't a believer. Mommy's a believer. All that. I woke up and I was like, thank the Lord it wasn't real. And at that point I stopped and said, God, I thank you so much that you're the one that is called this relationship off. You are the one that did it. And I just honor you. I'm going to take off my sackcloth and all my ashes and I'm just going to get over this. Yes. I am not rejected. I am beautiful. Whatever. Like just get over yourself and Helica. It's not about, Oh, what about me? You know? And it was incredible because he had told me, well, God gave me a dream and told me that I had to let you go. And I was thinking, come on, you're just lying. Wait, he wasn't. Sam, he yeah. Had a dream? Yeah. So oh, the, the gentleman I was dating, he had a dream. And so because when we going back and forth via text, it was just like, this is ridiculous. You can't even call me. But now looking back, it's like God totally did give him a dream and say, let her go. You know, you're not going to be the person that you've promised to be. Let her go. And he did. And I'm wow. so forever grateful because seeing those children in that nightmare, raising them up in a home that dad doesn't, they're not on the same page. Right. It would make me wait till I'm 40. If I had to, you don't want to do that. Ladies, you do not want to live based on the time clock. The world says you have to be married by this. You have to have kids. I had my fourth by, at 39 and I'm still okay. I told my husband, I will be dyeing my hair when I get into my, like, you know, my mid forties <laughs> right now I'm, I'm okay. But it's okay. Don't settle. The whole reason I'm here is to share is who is drawing on your heart? Who are you allowing to draw on your heart That's and good. occupy space? It could even be a toxic relationship, a girlfriend. It could be someone in your life that is not going in the same direction, but you are saying it's the same color. We're both like red violet. We can both go the same direction. Yeah. Sam and I, he was, he, he was an artist. So one day we were doing art together and he goes, uh, and, and Helica, the way you're coloring, it's kind of like, you, if you're going to go up and down, stick to up and down. If you're going to go left to right, then do left to right. It's the same thing. The world has to see us that we're going in our direction and we're going to stay put and stay firm. And you're not going to switch directions and say, oh, you know what? Okay, I'll date you now because there's no one else. You're beautiful to him. And you have to make sure that you know that because if you're going to wait for your husband, even like for me and Dustin, I have to know that, that that's who I am before he tells me. Because if I'm living only based on the wisdom and the words of his flattery and he doesn't give it to me in a week later, huh, hello. One thing I have learned, girlfriend, if you want a present, go buy yourself a present. Sometimes guys don't <laughs> get <yourself>. it. Treat <laughs> yourself. My grandma buys herself her Christmas presents every year and says it's from her husband. Aww. Yes. One thing I learned, I'll be married 11 years. And for the first three, four years, I would cry. Like, he doesn't bring me earrings. He doesn't oh, no. bring me this. Oh, no. And my husband's a builder, so he builds houses. And I met, you know, again, talking about wisdom. I hope you're thinking about maybe someone in your life that's older than you. That you can now, after today, you can call and say, hey, can I have you as an accountability partner? Or can I come and talk to you? <laughs> and so she, so, now you distracted me. <laughs> but, um, see, I don't even remember what I was saying, Lauren. Jules and, like, husband's a builder. Okay, builder. So we were living in Massachusetts. So we worked for a Christian camp called Hume Lake um, in California. And we moved to Massachusetts and worked for Hume East Coast. So Hume, New England. Anyways, firefighters for Christ would come every year and they would bring their wives. So the wives and the firefighters would come and they would work on projects on our camp. And finally, the wives wanted to take all the wives that lived at the camp out for brunch. And it was amazing. So she's, we were talking and her husband's a builder and she's hearing me complain that my husband doesn't buy me earrings and that I don't get flowers, you know, and I have to ask him for flowers, you know, some guys just don't have that gifting. 
and it's okay. Right? Yeah, it's true. And so she's like, Angelica, can I just give you a suggestion? She's like, my husband's a builder. She's like, he can build me a house. He can build me a, a she shed. He can build me whatever I want. He is not going to buy me earrings. He is not going to go to the store and pick out a pair of earrings. And she's like, very early in my marriage, I had to realize that, that I couldn't expect for something from him that's not in him. Right? Yeah. But in terms of spiritual truth, she can expect that. In terms of godly wisdom, she can expect that. So those are things, ladies, that you don't settle on. Those other things like, oh, he's not really romantic. Well, does he love the Lord? Is he led by the Holy Spirit? Does he know how to cast things out of his home when something comes against his home? Yes? Okay, you can teach him the other things. And sometimes, I will tell you, if you're married or going to get married, keep this right here. Right when you get married... There is just times you're going to have to say is, honey, I want roses. Can you buy me roses tomorrow? Thanks. Oh, <laughs> and it's okay. Because I would rather have that That's true. <laughs> than have a person that doesn't know God's will. Because yeah, he doesn't true. know yeah. God's voice. Yeah. So she told me that and it just changed. It was like, I can buy my own earrings. <laughs> I can buy myself anything I want. I don't need to wait for him to buy me flowers. I can go buy flowers myself, right? You can go to Fred Meyers, put in a vase. It's still special because you know that, he, I know he sees me like that. He's just, that's not his niche. That's not his gifting. Is So at the same camp, we had a family, we had a couple that had just gotten married and her husband was the, let's go hiking through the field and find wildflowers for my wife, but he couldn't hang up a picture. He couldn't hang up. He couldn't fix a closet. And her, my friend Tamara was like, Angelica, I would rather have a builder like your husband than have a wildflower picking husband who comes with flowers and the best, you know, things are all decorated than to have someone who can't hang up a picture. <laughs> She's like, and at that point I realized what I had. I had someone who loved Jesus. I had someone who wasn't living a double life, who he loved God and we were going to put him first. Yeah. I had someone who was going to do everything in their power to protect and lead us in the right direction. And I had someone who could do something with his hands. Mm -hmm. Those other things, you guys can do it yourself. And I know we live in this fairy tale. My thing was ever after. I love that movie. Oh, ever after I wanted this person to come like, riding on his horse and, you know, knocking on the door. And, and Dustin, it's like, if you see my husband at church, you'll realize he is not that. And he's just, he's a tall, burly man, you know, and he recently just chipped his tooth and he has no shame. He's, I was like, you're going to go to church like that? He's like, yeah, you know. He's confident in who he is in Christ. And he's he's not, he's not like someone who's trying to be someone else. Mm -hmm. And that is another key indicator. If you're dating someone that's trying to be two different people, you better stop. Yeah. And step back yeah. and go, I want to be with someone who is the same at home, who's the same at church, who is the same when we're in front of people that are believers and unbelievers. Because we as believers are testimonies. We should be light. If your testimony is kind of like a world at the same time, like a, think of a flame and you're kind of like, it's kind of cold, it's bluish. It's not showing that you truly have faith in what you're proclaiming. <coughs> so in a relationship, you do not want to settle. Okay. So those are the three things. Do not be led by a spirit of flattery. Make sure you have someone in your life that will tell you the hard, honest truth. And if you are making a decision, honestly, pray, pray and fast. If I would have, if I would have did a 30 day, like, let's not talk, let's just pray and let's seek it out. I finally would have heard it. Do not date this man. And I would have saved heartache, but I just thank God for his mercy that follows me all the days of his, of my life. And that now I look at my daughters and I look at my husband and I look at our home that is all going in the same direction. And ladies, it's worth the wait. I would encourage you to wait until you absolutely know. And there's confirmation. It's like the will of God, right? It's the confirmation will come <coughs> upon confirmation. Someone else will confirm it. God will confirm it this way, this way. And it's a beautiful thing. But when you're trying to hold on to a relationship that God's telling you to let your hands go, you, you'll start to feel that uncomfortable 
in us. And so Proverbs 2, if you remember anything, is just go back to Proverbs 2, read it, and just say, wow, <clears throat> wisdom, when it enters in our heart and knowledge is pleasant to our soul, it will preserve you. That's what it says. So the wisdom that comes from the word of God will preserve you. <coughs> and so regardless of what's happened in our past, God preserves us. But we have to give him that place. We have to honor what he says. Right. Yeah. We have to make choices based on what he wants. And I was making choices based on what it felt good at the time. Mm -hmm. And so you see this and you read, wow, I can live in this dark world, a hard world as a single person and still walk it out and say, nope, I'm not settling. Yeah, I'm so. not going to settle for someone that God has not brought into my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so grateful. I mean, it's it's funny. Most of my friends from high school all have kids going into college, and I have an eight, seven, a four, and a three-year-old, a four and a two-year-old. But am I embarrassed? No, because I have a godly man that loves me, and I have a godly man that loves God. So as we go into these end times, I have someone that I can walk arms with, and we're in the same thing together. We're on the same page. I'm not trying to go like, dude, you want to go to church today? You know, do you still love God? I, I'm so grateful that I allowed God to change me from with his word inside out, heal me. And so I just wanted to bring this to you guys today and just share that that exercise that your hearts, I wanted to bring blank hearts to share, to tell you that every day is a new day and you can start over. So if you're in a relationship right now that you know, mm, I don't know. God, God is the one that can restore and help in, in, in every situation. We just have to allow him. And when we don't allow to get in, God to get into those nitty gritty things, why are you making, why are you protecting something? You have to let God have full reign in every area of your life, your mind, your heart, your decisions. God, does this honor you? I want to do this. I want to go here. Does this honor you? Me and my boyfriend, we want to get married. Okay, well, does it honor you? And if you have this, you have a knower in your belly. And I knew it from the get-go that this person wasn't good, but I allowed the flattery to take and to numb that knower. And I didn't make choices based on that. I made it based on what I felt, but it's the same thing in marriage, right? You have to be able to know God for yourself. And so that you know how to edify your husbands and to encourage your husbands and to not be led by emotions. Like in talking to the married ladies, we can be easily emotionally driven at all times, but God, created us to be life givers to our husbands. And if we can't be life givers, it's kind of like the same nagging person in Proverbs that says that he'd rather be in a like a little piece of a house rather than this nagging woman. And it's like, God wants our the wisdom from this word to just penetrate our hearts so that it can affect our marriages. It can affect our lives. And you ladies who are not married, that you guys can start at a better, he wants you to start strong. He doesn't want you to start weak where you're just in this weak place, but he wants you to start out knowing your identity and knowing that yeah. you are so fearfully and wonderfully made. You guys are here mm -hmm. for Proverbs 31. If you read that, do you think you could be that person with someone that you weren't equally yoked with? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think it would be a very hard. I know people who are believers and lovers of God and they're married to people who are unbelievers and they still do it. They still honor their husband. They still love God. They still do it, but it's a struggle instead of it being a dance. Like you're going in the same direction. I used to do ballroom dance. I was a dancer before and uh, I got in a horrible car accident and almost lost my foot. And so it affected my dancing, but in a dance, you have to go the same direction, okay? If you're trying to waltz with someone who's going the opposite direction, it's going to look horrible, okay? Keep going. Go and way. it's just, it's bad. So I remember my husband, he found out I was a ballroom dancer. So our first anniversary, he bought ballroom oh. dance lessons to go down the hill. So we drive two hours from Hume to Fresno and we go. But my husband is not a dancer. Okay. He has two left feet. <laughs> right? He does not know how to dance. And this, he was so cute. He even like got videos from the library and was watching videos to learn how to do like ballroom dancing and salsa. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Those videos did not help him. <laughs> so anyways, we go to this, we go to this lesson and I'll end with this. We go to this lesson and 
you had to kind of be where the girls stayed stationary and the men would rotate. Mm -hmm. So you would dance with every single guy, you know? And here I am dancing. I'd be dancing with someone who was like a ballroom dancer. Like he knew how to lead me. But then I'd like see my like tall white husband over there, <laughs> like struggling. Like you could see him apologizing to people and I'd be like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> but then I'm like, but he's mine. But he's mine. I would rather have that than the hottest guy who has everything the world says he's supposed to have. But I'd rather have a guy who's going to lead me spiritually and lead me and lead my family. Yeah. I want my daughters to be able to have an example so that when they get to your guys' age, there's, they're not seeking out to be, to be filled by the flatter of the world, but they're seeking to be filled by God, his words, and a manly God who knows the word of God yeah. and who okay. speaks the word of God yeah. and who is convicted by the word of God. Because that's important, ladies. Because your emotions are going to want to do something. In a relationship, you'll want to do things before, before time because we're emotional beings. But you have to have a man of God who's going to say, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to do it right. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. And you have to have someone in your life that goes, what are you doing? Yeah, you're lying. You're lying. You have to have a friend that's okay to say, dude, I think something's wrong with you. You're not telling me the truth. If I would have had that person that says, you're not telling me the truth. Yeah. I think in today's society, we want to be best friends with everybody, but then we have friends. We're not friends with anybody because we're not willing to tell the truth. Yeah. And we have to get past uh, the society that says we have to have how many followers we have to have so many people um, like what we do and say, no, all I want for Lauren and Bree is to be who God's called them to be. All I want for Karis is to do things and to do them in a godly way and to know the truth so that she's not living based upon her feelings. All I want for you and your husband is so that when you make that, that your guys' new house, it's the foundation of the word of God and nothing else, right? Mm -hmm. So, ladies, I hope that you guys got something today I and that <laughs> wisdom is in the word. Yep. You do not need to seek the world out and what they say, what should I do? If that person's not Christian and you're asking them for wisdom, that's wrong. You need yes. to stop and you need to go, I don't need to talk to her because I know more than she does, <laughs> you know, but to end the story with a dance. So anyways, he's across and I'm watching him fumble. He's like stepping on people's toes and she's like, ow, ow, you know, and I'm like, oh, my that, that's my, that's my man. And finally at the end. <laughs> He comes over and he's like sweating <laughs> profusely and he's just so embarrassed, but he's doing it for me because I'm the ballroom dancer. I love to cha-cha and salsa and all that jazz. But you know what, ladies, there's things in your life that just because I met him, if I would have said, do you like to ballroom dance? And he would have said, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He likes to, you know, there's other things that we can do. Of course, I'm not going to go out in there and cha-cha by myself, but... <laughs> You know, there's seasons for things in life. And for me, that's not important anymore. And so, but just to know that I have someone who loves the Lord with all of his heart and he leans not on his own understanding, but in all his, his ways, he acknowledges God. That's what you want, right? You don't want anything else. And so I hope, and I, we're here to pray. Lauren's going to do some music, but I hope you receive something. I just laid my heart out there because I wanted you guys to take that you're worth more than that. Okay. So please just pray, seek God, find those people in your life that you can call and say, Hey, can you be my truth teller that you don't, I don't care if I'm doing something wrong. You tell, tell me the truth. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> and you have to learn how to receive. And that's all about maturing, right? When you mature. Yeah. But I think these days, people that are in their 20s, you think they're mature, but they're not because they're led by their emotions. They're led by their flattery. And so I'm just going to pray and then you can take over. Okay. Yeah. Abba, we just thank you for the women in this room, Father. We thank you, God, that, you're, that the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. God, no matter our past, I thank you that you take those hearts that we drew on, you toss them in the fire and you give us clean hearts and a pure heart, Father. So tonight we come to you, Father, whatever it is, ladies, that you're holding on to in your mind, in your thoughts, if it's things from your own past, you're laying them down 
and you're letting him take it and give it a new start. So Father, we just thank you, God, that your word gives us wisdom. Your word gives us wisdom so that we can walk out this life. And that it even says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Ladies, he's saying you're walking it. You're walking through it. You're not to sit in it. So when you get through a situation where I wanted to sit in depression, God had to say, Helica, get up. It is not time to sit in the valley of death, in the shadow of death. It's just a shadow. It is not a permanent place to live and camp your tent. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, if there's anybody in here in our in our in in this room, God, that they would rise up and they would dust the ashes off and understand that they are to keep moving forward and that you have a life, you have a fulfilling life for them that is fulfilled by your word, is fulfilled by your truth, and that God, that you love them. Each person here is beautiful. And God, where they don't feel beautiful, I pray right now that your presence just comes as Lauren leads, that they would start to let all that go and they would receive what you say about them. So God, we thank you for everything that has been said. May you cover it and bless it in Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the White Linen Walk podcast. I had a ton of fun having Angelica over and I really hope that her her word that she brought helped you guys grow and I look forward to having her as a guest speaker again later down the road and um, if you have any feedback that you'd like to share with her, feel free to DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook or email me and I will let her know the feedback of all of y'all and what you guys thought and I just pray that this message blessed you and again the structure was a a little different than the normal podcast setup that we have but I kind of liked it and I might do it again sometimes so also just send me your thoughts on how you liked it that way um having it as a sermon kind of sit in versus like um a podcast episode talking like conversation so Yeah, but I hope this blessed you guys and I look forward to the next episode. Have a blessed week.